Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. I don't know if you can compare Brett in the huddle to anybody, man. He is just in there uh, uh, laughing, hully gully, drawing stuff up on the field, uh, going uh, going at his own rate. Hey, give me this. I don't care what the play is, but give me this. Uh, uh, just trying to make things happen. And it's usually always right. That's the, the funny thing about it. It's usually always right. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Coming up on Stacking the Box, Matt Bertram, what do you know about Alan Fineca? I know a lot about him. He, uh, first of all, is Fineca. And, uh, we got to do it again. Got to do yeah. it again. Yeah, all right. That, that's why I didn't say anything for a second. All right, go ahead. That, that's good. That's good. All right, three, two, and one. It's a big time Stacking the Box. Training camp's going. Alan Faneca on the no, no, still Faneca. No. Faneca. Faneca. Three, two, one. It's a big stacking the box. Alan Faneca, Matt Verderam. You're a big offensive line guy. How thrilled are you that we're getting to talk to a Hall of Famer going in this year, my friend? Pretty thrilled. He was a damn good player in Pittsburgh and Arizona and New York. So not bad. One of the better linemen of the last 25 years in the NFL. And how much do you love our Stacking the Box listeners, by the way? Love them to death. Hopefully they subscribe and they rate and they review. But no matter what, always love them. Always thankful for each and every one of them. We are going to delve into what's going on with Carson Wentz and his foot injury. Verderam, you seem worried. I think it's going to be a little while before we see Carson Wentz. And if that's the case, the Colts are in a lot of trouble. And coming up also, Nick Foles just goes absolutely crazy on the Bears. You think he gets moved? Uh, It makes sense for all parties, so yes. We'll delve into that as well. The Stacking the Box podcast brought to you famously by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Put in that promo code FANSIDED20. You get 20% off and free shipping. And Verderam, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. How's your trimming going as of late? Got to get the job done. Look, you know, I've been on vacation a lot this summer. And if you're on vacation, you got some downtime, if you're hanging out with, with uh, the missus, come on now. You, you can't be unprepared for any situation. And Manscaped's got you covered in that regard. The, the beautiful thing about the lawnmower is you can use it in the shower. You, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the family jewels. This thing is smooth and easy and ready to roll. You get the travel bag. You get the boxer briefs, which uh, I'm not wearing right now, but I wore them earlier this week. They're so comfy, Bertram. They breathe. It's just a great feel. You're fresh. You're neat. And then you put on the boxers. You can't live life better than that. Absolutely. Look, Manscaped is taking care of you. You got to get it done. Fan side of 20 promo code. Get 20% off. It is a... It is a must-have, and I, and I really I can't stress enough. Look, it's important. It's important if if you want to enjoy life to the fullest. That's again Manscaped.com. Get twenty percent off. Stacking the box. It starts right now.
This is not how it's supposed to go. Carson Wentz hurt. He's having a bone removed from his foot. Vernon, you ever had any bones removed or broken any bones? Uh, no, no, I have not. Uh, I well, no, I've broken bones. Never had a bone removed. I've broken my thumb, my nose, my wrist. Uh, think, think that's you, it. Wait, hold on. How'd you break your thumb? Well, I broke my thumb and my wrist in hockey on the same play. Um, I was skating up the ice and a, a kid cross-checked me from behind, which for the people who don't follow hockey, he just basically took a stick, put it to my back and, and he hit me from behind. And when I fell, you know, like any, you know, you go to brace yourself. Well, I had my hands on my stick. So my hands got caught kind of underneath me instead of out in front of me. And so when, when my left hand landed, you can see my middle finger touched like the top of my arm and you could just hear like crack, crack. And I, I, I jumped up and my hand was just like wobbling around. And uh, yeah, it was, it was black and, and pretty big within about two minutes. So I missed six weeks and uh, as my senior year of hockey, I was, I was not thrilled about it. I, I wanted to find that kid afterward. Do you remember the setting process, how painful that was? You know, that, I was lucky. So the, it was it was not displaced. Um, so they did have to cast it, obviously, and everything else. The worst part of it was that you know you had to for the X-ray you had to keep like moving your wrist into like different positions. That was not fun. But I remember they gave me a very um, big medical cocktail at the hospital, and they were like, "Here, just take these." And uh, I felt pretty good after for about the 24 hours or so. So just for the record, I, I broke. I, the reason I'm going down the well here is because I, I fractured my wrist, not coolly like you. I did it in gymnastics, sophomore year gym, which I used to get out of swimming because I didn't want to swim, even though that would have been the perfect thing for my healing wrist. But I was running towards the pommel horse vertebram, and I sprung. And I didn't spring well. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it through this. So I pushed down extra hard because I thought I was going to rack the old family jewels. One more, <laughs> one more mention for you, fans, Manscaped. Yeah. And pushing down extra hard cost me a fractured wrist. Ooh, yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Um, uh, it's, in fact, I, I'm right-handed. And I actually, I said I broke my left wrist. I broke my right wrist because I remember um, – I couldn't write or like, like having a bowl of cereal was a pain in the ass. Like it was just, everything was hard for six weeks. And you just, you don't like value how easy like little things are in life. And then you break your dominant hand, dominant wrist. Like all of a sudden, like everything's ridiculously difficult. So that was, that was not fun. Yeah. So it's not ideal as we'll get to Carson Wentz now that uh, you just got there. Frank Reich loves you. You love Frank Reich. You love the offense. This is your new home. And now could be out five weeks, could be out 12 weeks. And there's also reports that he's going to try to play week one. So what do you think the Colts do? Well, as we're recording this literally right now, it just came out that Quentin Nelson, their all pro guard has the exact same injury as Wentz and needs surgery and is going to miss five to 12 weeks. So they're in a world of hurt. I, Nelson is the best guard in the NFL. Obviously, as great as he is, your quarterback is more important than your guard. But now you have the situation where five to 12 weeks strikes me as a very bizarre timeline. Like, I'm not a doctor, but usually you hear, you know, six to eight weeks, 10 to 12 weeks. It's a, it's a smaller window. Like, five to 12 weeks is the difference between him maybe playing week one and him missing half the season. So, 
I I tend to believe that foot injuries are difficult because obviously they're very weight bearing. And so you can't rush back from that. You've kind of got to wait. I'm not saying I think he's going to miss all 12 weeks. And again, who knows? I'm not a medical professional. Maybe he is back in five. I tend to feel like he's probably going to split the baby there and be back after like a month of missing the NFL regular season. And if that's the case, like they're saying they're going to start Jacob Eason, who was last year's fifth round pick, big arm out of Georgia. That I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I feel like if they really feel Wentz is going to miss time as the summer goes on, they're going to make a move maybe for a Nick Foles or a Marcus Mariota, somebody like that. So let's do the Nick Foles thing. Did you hear his press conference yesterday? I'm assuming you're not watching Bears press conferences like I am. Did you hear any of it or hear about it? A little bit. A little bit. I, I didn't like watch the whole thing. A little bit. So he talked about his favorite coach of all time is Frank Reich. It means a ton to be in a good organization. You don't just want to go anywhere because obviously the Bears are looking to trade him. And he's saying, you know, I'm doing the best with the threes here. But he was like out there trying to get himself to Indy, which makes sense. But oh, sure. I, I just don't know if you're the Colts if you do that. There's got I what about Gardner Minshew? Oh, I've on the Colts all day. I just feel like in the division, Jacksonville might try to soak them a little bit more. But yeah, oh, no question. I, look, if you're the Colts, you've got to make a call on all these guys. Like, even if you really believe in Jacob Easton, you've at least got to make that phone call, right? You've got to, you've got to find out what the price is. And I would think with false, it's got to be nothing. I mean, it's got to be a sixth, seventh round pick. I mean, how could it be more than that? You just ask the Bears to eat the money, period. Hey, will you pay for this guy? Yes. Okay, fine. And we'll take a we'll give you a we'll give you a fifth or sixth. Maybe right. if they're eating the money, then the pick becomes better. Right. But I mean, if you're the Colts, you make that call. Obviously, Foles won a Super Bowl with Frank Wright in Philadelphia, right? So that there's a there's a rapport there. Mariota to me is he's a guy. I mean, he's he's not atrocious. Yeah, he could he could win you a couple of games. Look, here's the problem. I know we're going to get into this year, so why not go now? The Colts' schedule the first five weeks is insane. I mean, no team in the league has a harder schedule than the Colts do. Seattle at home to start, home to the Rams, then a three-game road trip with the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. I mean, with Wentz and Nelson, that's that could be two and three, one and four. With without them. You're staring at 0-5. They're going to be an underdog in every single one of those games if Jacob Eason's under center. Well, the one thing you like for Indy is that they do want to put the ball on the ground. Uh, it, it helps, obviously, if you have a threat to throw it. But they, yeah. will, they will pound it, and, and, you, and you also have uh, a short passing attack to them. My Eason maybe can step in and be moderately effective goal Colts. I'm trying to – spray some optimism for you no you're not wrong right they've got that that triple headed monster Naheem Hines who's been on the show a few times Jonathan Taylor Marlon Mack and I agree but now Nelson's hurt so that takes a chunk out of your interior run Th- that's game. a big problem they're also missing Eric Fisher the left tackle who's coming off the torn Achilles he suffered in the AFC title game for the Chiefs in January so you, I mean they're missing guys man I mean you're missing two fits to your starting offensive line you're missing your quarterback I mean, I don't think anybody in the world who plays them in that current scenario is, is going to do anything but stack the box, right? You're going to put eight guys in there and just say, beat us. It's, it's a division where, like, I think the butterfly effect of this is Tennessee now is in the pole position. 
I mean, they look like they've got the easiest road of any AFC team to win that division all of a sudden. Let's tackle COVID. The Washington football team, we've got seven guys already on the list. But the biggest thing that I'm tracking is Mike Zimmer's going nuts in Minnesota. Hey, I got no quarterbacks. If you guys can't get the vaccine, in, in essence, go F yourself. Like, he is over the top saying, I don't know what your problem is. Get the vaccine. It's like he's, uh, he's channeling his Stack in the Box podcast. And, I, and, I, he's, and he's probably not alone, right? Look, I mean, at some point, it's just enough of this shit. Like if you're if you're one of these coaches and you've got to send home, you know, six players who've got to be on the COVID nineteen list. Now, that, by the way, that doesn't mean that all of them have COVID. But at this point, if you're vaccinated, you're not a close contact. You're not deemed a close contact. So the only way you're landing on that list, to my understanding, is if you a have COVID, or b if you're unvaccinated and you were a close contact to one of the men who who, who does have COVID. If, if you're Ron Rivera, who has seven guys on the COVID-19 list, okay, if you're Minnesota and you're Mike Zimmer and your quarterback room is not there because everybody had to go home because of COVID, right? Like, that, that doesn't matter right now because it's August 3rd and it's whatever. It matters if it's October 3rd. Then it matters, right? Because the NFL is not going to care this year. If you have COVID, that's your problem. You didn't get vaccinated. There wasn't an option last year. They had to figure it out as the season went along. They had to bend. They had to be flexible. That is not the case in 2021. So, yes, I think if you're a coach, you have you have every right to be irate. And look, you know what? Both in the NFL and in the country, again, enough of this shit. Get vaccinated. Or just stop. Unless you have a physical, like a medical condition where you can't. That is different, okay? Other than that, shut up with the idea that it's political and you might become magnetic and people might be able to track, like it's just, it's nonsense. It is nonsense. And any, and, and I will give the NFL credit, by the way, give them a lot of credit. According to Judy Batista of NFL media, 90% of the leagues vaccinated. So they've done a very good job. That's a hell of a lot better in the frigging country. That's under 50%. Okay. But there's still room to go. And I'll tell you right now, and I've had people in the league say this to me more than once. If you are a bubble player and you're not vaccinated, you're gone. You're getting cut. That's so, happening. So, so that, that's where it all comes down to. Look, uh, if you're really, really good, if, if you're Aaron Rodgers, good, Tom Brady, good, whoever you want to name, okay, you, can, you have enough you can do it. You don't have. You can do it. If you are player 46, 47, 53, you have you you're you, gone you have you're no gone. you have no choice you won't be on the roster so I, i'm sure that's i'm sure everybody knows that um and it's uh, right i i let you go over the top well, of the back something else too even if you are a starter on a team but you are a guy who maybe you know the second team guy is not all that far behind and they can save a couple million cutting you yeah they're gonna cut you like that's what's gonna happen. Correct. No team is gonna deal with this. Like if you, if let's just say, and I know that I think it's actually sixty-three guys in the room. So let's just say, hell, sixty-three guys in a room. Fifty-eight of the players are vaccinated. Five guys aren't. Okay, let's say three of them are are absolute impact players. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Those other two guys, those guys are on the first train out of town. Like that's just the way it's gonna be this year. And good luck proving it. Like if you're a player and you feel like you got cut because of that, well, good luck. Good luck. You'd have to you'd have to be able to prove that's why you got no team's gonna give a guy that ammunition. So good luck to you. 
All right. On that note, let's bring in Alan Fanica, who, for record's sake, I we actually talked with him yesterday, or I talked with him yesterday. You had uh, daddy duty, which was slightly more important than the podcast. How'd you do, by the way? I know Maisie was a little under the weather. A little under the weather. She's fine. Back in daycare. It was one of those 24-hour deals. She was on the on the fence on Sunday night, and we said, you know what? Just in case, I don't want the kid to have to muddle through for daycare. And so, yes, uh, watched her. she basically watched 10 straight hours of Disney movies. So she was, she was fine. If you're scratching your head about Alan Fanica, started his career with the Steelers, two years with the Jets, one year with the Cardinals. He's awesome. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I know people miss when I'm not yelling at you or more importantly, I think vice versa. But uh, here comes Alan Fanica on Stacking the Box, which uh, will be followed by the Niners noise guys. We'll talk a little San Francisco. And then Vertoram and I are coming back to uh, entertain the living daylights out of you. Quick timeout, Stacking the Box. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. The Hall of Famer, nine-time Pro Bowler, eight All-Pros, Super Bowl champion. Al Finnecki had a pretty good career over there. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so you're working today with Steps Towards Zero campaign. This is to inspire the epilepsy community and educate them about the steps they can take today to get them closer to zero seizures. I don't know how many people knew that you were dealing with with, uh, this your entire career. We're taking pills, and obviously you did okay with uh, uh, this this extra, whatever you want to call it, challenge. Uh, Why did you want to work with Steps Towards Zero, Alan? You know, when they, when they came to me with the campaign uh, to uh, kind of engage the epilepsy community and, and uh, kind of challenge them to find what their zero was, and, and not everybody's going to be able to get the zero seizures, but to uh, help engage them to find uh, find new paths of treatment uh, with their doctors, it just seemed like a great path. Not 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 settling for where you are in life now, but that, you know, you might be 40 years old and have epilepsy and maybe you haven't really taken a serious look at your epilepsy treatment plan in 10 years, 20 years, five years. Uh, you know, things change, uh, you change, your body changes and just kind of getting, uh, getting people back out there and, and engaged and trying to find new paths, uh, seemed like a great, uh, great thing to be a part of. What was the biggest challenges during your playing days as far as dealing with the extra part? You know, it was really early on uh, dealing with uh, finding the medications and what worked for me, uh, dealing with, you know, everything in, in high school as well. On top of that, uh, those were the those were the, the toughest times in, in, in there for me. Um, once I was found the, the right medication, I was really lucky. I, you know, as long as I take it and I'm religious about it, uh, I'm OK. Uh, so I'm very fortunate in that fact. Um, and I've never, you know, never had a seizure around the, around the football field and whatnot, but, uh, you know, there's always plans and, uh, and action plans with the teams and organizations for, for any time something like that happened. Did you live in fear that it could happen? I never lived in fear, but, you know, I think there was definitely caution, you know, definitely, uh, you know, oh man, did I take my medicine today? You know, 
uh, stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, that take, I take two pills three times a day. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, something you got to think about quite often. Yeah. So if I had told you, uh, back in 1998 that in 2021 you'd be going in the hall of fame would you what would you have said man i don't know what i would have said but um and i'm not saying i wouldn't believe you but uh <laughs> i i might have said i said uh, i'll take that that's for sure that sounds good to me <laughs> what is if i told you that tom brady and ben roethlisberger would still be would still be playing today in the middle of your career <laughs> uh that is funny i do think about that you know when those, those guys are still out there playing and it's been a long time since i've touched the the grass in a stadium uh that is very funny but you know they're fortunate enough to play positions where you're able to pull that off uh if you take care of your body yeah so brady playing belichick uh brady playing belichick coaching tomlin coaching or roethlisberger playing which of those four would you have said was the most unlikely Oh, Brady playing against Belichick for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was highly entertaining. Uh, if you, you know, you, you you won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, but then you went to the Jets. I'm just curious if you were to compare and contrast the two organizations, does anything stand out? Um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is definitely a, a family-run organization. Uh, you know, kind of they're kind of like the uh, in the NFL, they're the they're the mom and pop store that's on the corner, you know, uh, everything's simple, but we do it damn good. Uh, you know, and, and New York's, uh, you know, New York's a big time city. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just definitely more going on in New York, but uh, a little bit bigger of an organization, uh, but still a lot of great people inside and uh, just a really good team to play for, for sure. Okay. That's, that's, that's a big time compliment for the Jets that they normally don't get, but you, when you were there, you guys went to the playoffs and all of it. Any memories of, of uh, playing with Favre? Sure, sure, man. That was, uh, you know, the first time he stepped on the field, you know, he came and watched us uh, uh, in that preseason game. Uh, you know, it's like, man, I'm sitting here talking to Brett Favre. I'm out of the game. I'm talking to Brett Favre on the sideline. What in the world is going on around here? Uh, but uh, just a great, uh, great competitor, fun guy, fun-loving guy to play with. Uh, you know, we had, we had a really good season there. It just kind of uh, collapsed on us a little bit at the end. Yeah. If you were to compare Ben in the huddle to Brett, what would you say? <laughs> I don't know if you could compare Brett in the huddle to anybody, man. He is just in there uh, uh, laughing, hully gully, drawing stuff up on the field, uh, going uh, going at his own rate. Hey, give me this. I don't care what the play is, but give me this. Uh, uh, just trying to make things happen. And it's usually always right. That's the, the funny thing about it. He's usually always right and gets it right. And uh, when, you, when you hear why he did it afterwards uh, – He's just thinking on another plane. Uh, you know, Ben is, ben is down to business. He gets in there. He wants to get in and out of the huddle, get us to the field, and then he wants to start figuring things out. He wants to start analyzing and seeing and, and getting us into the right play on that side once we get out of the huddle. So Desert Island sounds like you'd rather hang out with Favre, just a little bit more fun. It could be, you know, you could do <laughs> <laughs> No shot at Ben here, but that's what it sounds like. No, I don't know. I don't know. So, so Ben and I on an island, you know, we probably get along really good. And, you know, Brett, we might we might laugh it up, but you know I don't know, man. Maybe like two months in, man. I mean, like, Brett, shut up, man. I just I need I need some time to myself today. Yeah, no, I I get it. That that's uh that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I I've just got a lot of comparison questions here. Cower Tomlin. I know you didn't play with with Mike for all that long, but you had him for one year. 
that change, like, how did that, like, move the Steelers in your mind? Like, whoa, we were led this way, and now we're being led that way. Does that make very, sense? Very different. Yeah, yeah, very, very different. Uh, but, you know, I, I've gone back and I've done some coaching uh, in the summertime with them, and they're very similar now uh, that I look back on it and I've seen them a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it's it's very – they're very similar. They both They both drive the franchise. They both are in charge and uh, are doing a lot of the same things in their own styles, but if they're still accomplishing the same type of, uh, of attitude and, and what they're trying to drive uh, within the team. Yeah. Do you have a favorite running back you blocked for? Oh, well, that's Jerome for sure, man. That was, uh, that was special. Um, just uh, I could always tell you the, the greatest thing about blocking with Jerome is I always – I could almost always tell you where he was going, and that was great. So I would start cheating the play. I just got a really good feel. He was very consistent in what he was doing. And uh, you knew Jerome was going to do so much, and then he was going to put his foot in the ground, and he was going to go north-south, and he was going to run into you and try and bully you over and fall forward for three or four yards and uh, take it where he can get. So uh, whenever he did that and he would pop up and uh, do his little shimmy, uh, you know, that was – for the O-line, that might as well have been one of us doing it. The bus seems like a fun guy to hang around, too. He's always a gregarious fellow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. So you're let's let's wrap up here. You're you're a high school football coach now. Alan. Congratulations. Uh, what, what are you trying you. to give back? You know, I'm just trying to give back to the community, to the kids, to the guys. I've, I've been there for, for two years helping out with the O-line and the head coach uh, stepped down to retire. And, you know, the more I thought about it, it just seemed like a great thing to do. Uh, to be a part of it, uh, you know, kind of put my little uh, little fingerprint on it, and uh, you know, I've, I've told I've told people and I've told the guys, man, I'm I'm trying to help uh, uh, be a part of the community, right? It takes a village, right? Just yeah. to be part of part of the people to help raise these kids and the, and the young men that are going to be great be in our community, and I'm gonna try and do it through winning football games. So uh, it's uh, it's a fun way to do it. I'm not mom and dad at home. I'm out here trying to uh, educate and teach them through football. Does the guy over your right or left shoulder recognize the guy who's sitting here talking today? It does not. I don't even know that guy. That's just some guy. Who is that back there? Uh, no, it's so funny. I, I, um, I look at pictures and I really don't associate with that guy anymore besides the memories uh, because it's, it just doesn't look like me anymore. No, that drive is in you, in you somewhere, right? I, you can't completely get rid of that. Uh, all right, I, I think I'm up against the clock or so. I got to let you go, but let me – I because you got the LSU helmet there. How big can the SEC get here? Are we get, I mean, Texas, Oklahoma, I mean, this is getting exhausting, Alan. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that right there, man. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, obviously, they might as well just break off and become uh, the, their own little version of the NCAA, I guess. Right, it's like the, it's the NFL within the NCAA. That's what the SEC, I guess, is kind of maybe going for. I don't know. Great, hey, yeah. congratulations on an amazing career and working uh, with uh, epilepsy today to uh, specifically the Steps Towards Zero campaign to inspire yeah. uh, the community, which is a great give back. It's, it's great to see you, Alan. Thank you, thank you. And I'm not sure I said it, but uh, go to stepstowardszero.com and you'll learn everything about stepstowardszero.com. Alan, great to talk to you. Thank you. And as promised, we move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Chris Wilson, Robert Morrison, if you're not listening to Niners Noise and checking out the website too, NinersNoise.com, then you are not as fully informed and entertained 
with your San Francisco 49ers as you could be. Gentlemen, appreciate you making time. Uh, when are they trading Jimmy Garoppolo? When's the Trey and Lance you're going to start? Let's not, like, <laughs> let's not waste any time here. Robert, you want to jump in? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually don't expect that they'll probably trade Garoppolo. I imagine it will, at least not not this season, it will probably be an end-of-the-year kind of thing. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are getting on the, like, he's going to Indianapolis thing now that Carson Wentz is hurt, but I don't think the, the, the Colts can afford him <laughs> on his current contract, and uh, I doubt Garoppolo is going to take a pay cut to go somewhere else and have to learn a new system and all that good stuff. So um, I think he'll probably get a, as much of a leash as he has the ability to use this, this season. Um, but I could certainly see a situation similar to the Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith type of thing, where if the door opens, uh, Trey Lance could bust that thing wide open and take over the, the job. Chris, are you emotional at all? Do you hang on to a Jimmy Garoppolo in your mind? Do you, does, does, he, does he have a special place in your heart going to the Super Bowl and all, even though he overthrew up there? Yeah, see, there we go. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. We got a yeah. bobblehead. All right. Uh, or yeah. you, like, hey, the sooner the better to get Trey on the field. Um, no, I don't necessarily take that stance. Um, I wasn't very happy about the trade up, uh, especially since we didn't really know who we were getting. And then doing that for the third quarterback in the draft historically has not been a good move. <laughs> so well, I, I've always been a Garoppolo fan just because he was like the immediate face of the franchise because we had nothing you know, before that. And it's like losing season after losing season. And then suddenly he comes in when five games and then he, his face is everywhere, you know, and um, his handsome, handsome face. And, <laughs> and, you know, he was just, you know, just a general, seems like he's a likable guy. You know, it's just like, he's like the, you know, like he's like your neighbor, just in a lot better shape. Um, <laughs> I sure hope I'm glad he's not my neighbor because my wife's a sort of a big fan. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would really like to give him a shot at a full season because the only time he's ever played a full season, he took the Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan can't win football games without him. And that's sort of been established. I'm, I'm sure he could with a different quarterback. But is that quarterback ready now? I mean, he picked his guy, but it sounds like he really just picked a guy, like whoever was or whomever was available at the time. So, yeah, I wasn't very happy about that. Um, to answer your first question, they'll trade him as soon as they possibly can because Shanahan hates him, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Robert and I have such a time on the pod because he's like the voice of reason and I just get like angry at, at somebody's, moves somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you, so you, in essence, do you guys not make any huge, uh, drawing any huge conclusions from the early camp noise that that Trey looks great. Does that mean anything to you? Not, no, I don't think. I mean, even like, I mean, I know Chris doesn't doesn't think so, but I, I, I mean, this is it's training camp noise. I think it's sort of the job of of the beat writers and everybody to be like, oh, look at look how good everybody's doing, and and that's and that's all the that's part of the of the the job the whimsy of the job of the beat writer, I suppose. But um, I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's looking great because that means if uh, you know Shanahan wants to use him for something, which I I do anticipate that he will get some playing time this year in some sort of you know package um, where they'll get him out there on the field to utilize his athleticism and his speed and his arm. Um, but, you know, I think 
they have, I think the team knows that this kid just turned what 21 years old and he will hopefully be the quarterback for 10 or 15 years, not just the next, not just 2021. It's not about this season. It's about this season plus the next decade plus. So that's the the key. Let's handicap this season and specifically the division. Um, You know, it's obviously Stanford and the Rams is super interesting. Russ and the Seahawks is that had a whole life of its own last year. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to uh, die down or, or, or go back up to 10. And then the, you know, the Cardinals were everybody's darling last year, but it didn't happen. They hung around for a while. And of course uh, lost out the playoff spot to the bears, which is kind of amazing and hard to do, but they, but they did it. W- where do you think the Niners fall on here, Chris? Well, above, Arizona because of Kingsbury. So, I mean, they can be as good as they want to be, but he's not going to win any games. So, I'm not really too worried about them. Uh, and also, most of the problem that we've had with Kyler Murray is just a failure to address running quarterbacks, which is one of Salah's big deficiencies. And I, one reason why I think he'll make a better head coach than he was a, a DC, even though his, his stats are good. But his players were also pretty good too. So, and I, and I mean, he's he's he fine. He's he grew on me, but it was definitely there's definitely a steep learning curve there. Uh, after that, I, I mean, for me, I'm maybe the only person in the world who's not scared of Stafford. <laughs> Whereas it's like, yeah, I mean, Vegas has them, you know, easily winning the division and and um, yeah, has them with much better uh, Super Bowl odds than than the Niners, which you know. I, I can I can understand that considering the year we had last year, but you know, a lot of our problems last year were quarterback based, and hopefully now we'll have two instead of you know, like a half a one. <laughs> yeah, you know? and then along with that, just just general you know in, the injuries we had the last uh, three years just been crazy. I mean, ever, actually, actually, really, ever since Shanahan and Lynch came to town, it's just been yeah, it's been horrible out there. <laughs> it's been like a, a bad. Robert- uh, horrid movie <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. robert are they who's who's your pick to win the division um well do i should I, do i need to go full homer um i mean i think the niners have as good a chance as, as anybody to to win this division barring that the like chris was alluding to if the injury situation is as bad as it's as it was last year. Um, and, and really people forget actually that they were pretty injured during the super bowl run too it just wasn't any long-term injuries in like some of the worst places that you can have them quarterback pass rusher, that sort of thing. But like we, we were missing both of our tackles for extended periods during the, the Super Bowl run too. So sometimes it's about getting injured at the right time to the right players for the shortest period of time possible. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's a Niners Rams sort of uh, slug fest. Um, I think the NFL thinks it's a Niners Rams slugfest too. If you look at the way the schedule works out, they play each other in the final week of the season, just like the Seahawks and the Niners did in the the, the last game of the 2019 season. Um, so I think it's, it could come down to who wins that game. Um, I'm, I'm a little more concerned about uh, McVay having a, a serviceable quarterback, not named Jared Goff, but um I, I think that the, the Niners have shown that they can actually that they can they that they have McVay's number uh, to a certain extent over the last couple of years as well. So I think it comes down to those two teams for me. 
Kevin White is the next Jerry Rice. You guys, if I, you rescue <laughs> this dude's going to be is, amazing for is, you. Is he wearing 80? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just looking at Jerry Rice behind you and I'm thinking to myself, maybe they, maybe finally somebody's able to unlock Kevin White, the, the Bears first round draft pick. I'm a Chicago guy. And uh, I don't know. Apparently there's been good news on Kevin White, right? He's, he's, he's playing well. Good old Kev. Um, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> He's got as good a ch- – you mentioned the third wide receiver battle, and he's got as good a shot as anybody, I guess, at this point. Um, the the house money at this point seems to be on Mohamed Sanu as well coming out. Um, Jimmy Jimmy seems to be very pleased with Mohamed Sanu. Um, <laughs> he's just done. He's getting cut. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe. Um, but, the, the, like, I mean, the thing about the offense is you got your three very obvious receivers um, with – George Kittle included along with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And after that, good luck. Um, I mean, it could be a, any number of guys taking over that spot. Um, you talk about injuries. Uh, Jalen Hurd is another guy that, that 49ers fans are still pretty sure exists. Um, whether or not he pans out is another question at this point, but that third wide receiver thing seems pretty important to me as far as all the question marks are concerned. Um, I think there are certain, certainly in, there's intrigue in the, in the defensive secondary as well, but that who is going to be the other receiver if Ayuk or Samuel can't be there for whatever reason um, is certainly the biggest question mark for me. And maybe it's Kevin White. Who knows? I don't know. I, I can't play football. Talent. <laughs> talents is there. I mean, he can't stay healthy either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gentlemen, true uh, Niners pleasure today uh, to kick it around with you a little bit here as uh, San Francisco certainly a very interesting team always, but I think it's, I, mean, I think everybody's going to be paying attention to the quarterbacks this year as per always. When's Trey going to get on the field? Uh, and will he be better perhaps than, well, I, there's there's Trevor and I'm thinking to myself like I, from a bear standpoint I'm, I'm so happy that fields fell like if I could have fields or yeah, Lance yeah. I, I would take fields um, you know much bigger resume but hey may, maybe San Francisco just is that smart which is maybe it's I don't know about that <laughs> well you did well as far, on as, Trevor- far as yeah sorry as far as our drafting goes eh, not so much <laughs> You, you, know, you, you thought we did well with uh, Trubisky? Well, you would have done better if you had drafted Mahomes and made the same deal. Well, but yes, yes. Yeah, instead we drafted another bust. So it's like, and actually, I don't think Trubisky is necessarily a bust. I mean, he's he's, he's played some good. Oh, obviously, the look <laughs> on your face is you disagree. So. He's he's horrible. He's a, I mean, <laughs> it was a nightmare. Uh, maybe you'll find it in Buffalo. I, I yeah, I, I highly doubt it. Maybe. Uh, but just just remember, <laughs> Walter Payton is the greatest football player of all time, not Jerry Rice. Um, <laughs> well, is this still like the joke segment of the show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got a good Bears friend, so uh, um, uh, I'm always rooting for, for the uh, Bears when they're not playing the Niners. There you go. There you and go. why do we always play in Chicago when we play you guys? I don't get that. Well, I remember when they waltzed into sh- to Soldier Field way, way, way back in the day in 1988, and they were like, ooh, it's cold here. It's bear weather. And they kicked the living crap out of the bears. Uh, and, yeah, went on to win Super Bowls and all of it. All right, team. Niners noise. Everybody check it out. Chris and Robert are awesome. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you making time for Stack in the Box today. 
Let's pause for a quick second here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with Stacking the Box. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. All right, now it's time for In or Out. Thanks to the Niners, guys, and thanks to Alan Fanica. Hey, Verderam, you touched on this at the start. You're bullish on the Texans as we start in or out. The t- I mean, the, the Titans, excuse me, not the Texans. You are definitely not bullish on the Texans. The not. Titans, <laughs> you're not. The Titans are a top three team in the AFC in or out. I'm out, but I think because I think the Chiefs are better, the Bills are better, and I, I think I like Cleveland better, but, but I think the Titans are going to have a top three seed in the conference because the schedule is going to be a joke for them. They, they just, they play in a division now where we don't know what the heck we're getting at Indianapolis. I mean, all of a sudden it looks like you got a team that has frankly a lot of injuries that could linger well into the season. And I get it. They could be back week one, but they also might not be back week one. They might not be back till week seven. So I think the Colts and all their injuries really opened the door for the Titans. If you look at the Titans, look, their schedule is not like easy. I mean, they, they play the NFC West, so that's quite difficult. But really beyond that, you look, I mean, you got the six games against Indy, Houston, and Jacksonville. They play the AFC East, which I don't think is overly difficult. They get the they get the Bills at home. They they do play Kansas City, but they get them at home, actually back to back against the, the Bills and the Chiefs. You look at it and say, all right, look, the hard games on the schedule, like the games that are clearly going to be an underdog at Seattle week two. They're not going to be an underdog again until probably week. I mean, I think they'll be favored against the Bills at home. Week seven against the Chiefs, they're probably a dog. Week nine at the Rams, you know, I don't know. Week 12 at the Pats, maybe they're an underdog. I would pick the Titans to win that game. Week 15 at Pittsburgh, they get the Niners at home. Like, you look at that schedule, I think the Titans have 11 or 12 wins in them. And and while I think the Ravens are as good and I think the Browns are slightly better, those teams win the best division in the conference. They're going to beat up on each other. So I think if you're Tennessee, like, you got a real shot at getting a two or a three seed. If you were going to go, I'm in on this, by the way, I love Tennessee, but if you were going to go dark horse, win the AFC, everything falls right from Tennessee or the Chargers, who are you taking? Tennessee. Ten- only because, and I like the Chargers, but because I, the Titans, again, I think in that scenario, maybe they get the two seed. Who knows? Maybe they even get the one, like if they beat Kansas City. I mean, I, I think that'd be a little bit of a stretch, but, but, they, but they'll have home games in the playoffs. The Chargers would need the Chiefs to have a lot of injuries to have home games. Like, they'd be a wild card team. And I, I just think that's so tough on a young team. The reason why I'm just saying this is because Herbert has the potential to, if he makes a step up here, then, okay, now you get an elite quarterback, which you're yes. not going to have in Tennessee. And, and, may, and if we're looking for outside-the-box plays on stacking the box, uh, I, I think the Chargers are just an interesting team to look at. All right, Randall Cobb coming back to Green Bay. He will help the Packers in 2021 i don't see how he doesn't but they, they they're not in they 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 need him they need him i i think i think he helps just not, i don't i mean not 
thousand yard helps, but I think he helps. I'll be in. He helps. Are, are, are you going out? Yeah, he helps. I mean, look, would I rather have him on the field or like Equiminius St. Brown or like Marquez Valdez Scantling? I'd probably have Randall Cobb, right? So, listen, I, I don't think he helps in the way Rodgers thinks he helps. Like, I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be out there having an 1100 yard season. But at the same point, if there's anyone out there who's like, hey, Verdon, Aaron Rodgers know more, knows more about Randall Cobb than you do. Like, hey, you're right. So, I will defer to Aaron Rodgers. I think he – I don't think he changes, like, my opinion of the team. But, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. They got him for nothing, so why not? Well, he helps in that Aaron Rodgers is at least 1% happier that he's there. That's... Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. There's no downside to it. So if you're the Packers, yeah, it was an easy move to make. Let's move over to my guy, Jameis. Ten starts for Jameis Winston. Let's go rejuvenate career, in or out. I'm in. I think he will start most, if not all, the games. I put this on there because I wanted to actually throw out an interesting scenario. So Michael Thomas had ankle surgery. He's out for the beginning of the season. They have no other receivers. None. Manuel Sanders is gone. He went to Buffalo. Jared Cook, tight end, he's gone. They have nobody else. Like, you look at their weaponry, it's Alvin Kamara, and that is it. And I wonder, like, if you're, if you're putting Jameis in a spot where he's got to throw into a bunch of tight windows to bad receivers, I feel like that's a recipe for 25 interceptions, is it not? Oh, so we've seen it before. Yes, go we ahead. Have, we have seen it before, the incredible 30-30 campaign. So my point is, I think he's a lot better of a quarterback than Taysom Hill is. But with Taysom Hill, you can run that weird, like, Baltimore-style offense. Now, he's not Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong, but you can run that style. And then Kamara and Hill, you run the ball, you, you keep teams on their toes. I almost think that's an easier way for New Orleans to win this year than it, than it is to tell Jameis to drop back and throw to, like, Traquan Smith. So I actually think they should start Taysom Hill simply for the fact that I just don't think they can throw the ball reasonably well, and, that, and, and Winston has to be able to do that and do it a lot. But I do think he'll start because I think he's a better player. I'm, I'm going to guess they play two quarterbacks a lot this year. I think you'll see them both on the field and in in, in, in the same game often. Uh, all right, let's let's wrap up with Philadelphia and uh, Jalen Hurts will prove to be the answer for the Eagles going forward, in or out. I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but I'm out on this. The Eagles are just not good around him, and I I, I think I think he will intrigue. There will be flashes. There will be some games where he plays really well. I think there's going to be other games against top-tier defenses where they are just so outclassed that he really doesn't have much of a chance. I love the fact he was coached up by Lincoln Riley and Nick Saban in college. Everybody you talk to in the league that I've spoken to says the same thing about him. He's a really smart kid. He's got a lot of athletic ability. But my question is just, with that group around him, does he have a chance to truly succeed? So I'm out because I think the temptation is going to be to go get better at that position. And I don't think he's going to be able to show his full capability this year, but I do like his potential. I'm in man. I, 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 I'm mainly because I want to be entertained and also perhaps the competition in that division, even though I'm in Washington, their defense is, is legit, but you can have success against Dallas. Can't you, you, you can live the dream against the giants. Can't you? The giants are actually kind of interesting. It's the giants who had the, the biggest fight, in the world, apparently, at camp on Tuesday morning. Which I, is healthy, baby. Training camp fights, I'm for it. I, I'm all for it, too, but, I mean, uh, 
Apparently, apparently Joe Judge was not. He was absolutely livid, according to our guy, Matt Lombardo, who was there, my buddy Pat Leonard, who covers his team for the Daily News. But it's been interesting. We've had a weird morning. I mean, I was recording this on a Tuesday. We had the Jets actually call practice early. Um, unfortunately, Cameron Clark, a, a backup offensive lineman for them, was placed on a spine board and put right in an ambulance. So hopefully he's okay. There was a scary injury at Carolina's practice where there was a hit that I don't know exactly what happened. There hasn't been any video that I've seen, but a player was also put into an ambulance. The safety who hit him was cut on the spot. So, I mean, you've had a been a busy morning. Obviously, Quentin Nelson now, 5 to 12 weeks. He's out. Tyreek Hill left practice early, although it didn't appear that it was anything significant. So a lot going on on Tuesday morning in the NFL. Speaking of a lot going on here as we wrap it up here, Ritterham, I think you got a big week uh, right around the corner. Uh, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, turning 33. Um, so 33 trips around the sun. Can't uh, can't complain. Happy to be here. Enjoying every day of it. Um, hopefully, I get to live to 100. That's the dream. So I'm I'm a third of the way home if I can if I can make that happen. I've got look the the family genes are good. Great grandfather 101. My dad's father 101. So it's possible. What grade do you give yourself on year 32 as you look back? Man, I got to tell you, I think after the year we all just had, A, like, if, you, if you're if you happy and living and healthy, like, after all this, hey, hey, I think, you know, listen, went through some personal tragedy with, you know, losing my son, um, but survived the year. Um, you know, it's, it's another day. I, I still have my job. I have my health. I have Maisie and my wife and my and friends and, and colleagues. So I'm, I'm very happy. And, and Nick's baby got him back, got the Knicks back. Okay. Got had free agency. Yes. Your boys very active. I don't know how you feel about it, but very active. My, my guy D Rose back in town for three years. Noel back for three years. Burks for three years, 48, three years plus an option. But you know, for everyone killing the Knicks, like, Hey, they didn't get the big guy. I don't know who they would have gotten and Carm, They actually didn't sign a terrible contract. Like, my biggest fear was that the Knicks were going to dole out, like, four and 160 for Kyle Lowry. They didn't do that. All these contracts are movable. And so when Damian Lillard or Zion Williamson wants out the next year or two, they can trade some of these guys. It's a, it's a beautiful thing with the Knicks. Okay, that, that was a whole trip around the sun there. First of all, I'm extremely upset that the Bulls paid $37 million for Alex Caruso. You should when- be when Derrick Rose signed for 43 and yes, there's an extra year in there, but that's close enough. Come on, bring D Rose home, but maybe he wanted to be in New York with tips. Congratulations on that. I do think that's a little bit heavy for D Rose at this point in his career, but I would have paid it because I love Derrick Rose. Uh, and I asked the question this year on what grade you give. And, and I, you know, forgot for a second, uh, the challenges of the year. So you, you really, um, it's just a, just to recap that Bertram again, and you, you, you handled, uh, the personal tragedy so beautifully uh, and you talked about it on the podcast so I just want to uh, give you that props one more time and and uh, prayers up to to uh, you and your and your wife and the family uh, and uh, and and hey we got we got Maisie out of the uh, out of the sick bay so you know we're, we're, we're moving forward in a beautiful way yeah, she's excited she's she and, and my wife Steph are, are making my birthday cake I wasn't gonna have a cake I'm not a huge cake guy believe that or not and, uh, you know, the other day, though, I got to say, I, I don't know who it was. Somebody on my Twitter feed, it just popped up. Somebody had a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie dough cake with Reese's on top of it. And uh, 
I, I requested that immediately. So that that's, is uh, that's being made this evening. Who doesn't like cake? What type of person? You know what? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm somebody who I got to have the right cake. Like people always are infusing all this fruit crap. Like, look, get me a chocolate cake. Give me a yellow cake. Get me a Funfetti cake. Funfetti, by the way, so underrated. But like people have all this ice cream cake crap. Like, look, just get me. Like, there's, there's way too much nonsense with cakes. I'd rather have, like, some real nice Italian cookies or a cannoli. I'd rather, like, I love brownies, like, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Like, that's more my jam. But a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie dough with reaches on top cake. Oh, I do Beautiful. I cannot wait for tomorrow to have that whole thing. Uh, on that note, we will say goodbye, and thank you for listening. Alan Fanica, you're awesome. And uh, the Niners, you, you guys are going to be interesting. We'll have you back on as well. Verram, good to see you, my friend. Missed you yesterday. You as well, Carm. Take care. Thanks for listening to Stack in the Box. Liking, subscribing, rating. You get good things, and we love you, More, most importantly. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know, your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know, a runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.